Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd Mom, And we are finally back on schedule uh, between craziness of life and just a lot of um, stuff. I feel like we say that a lot, but it's because we're people. It's because we're people. <laughs> we have big boy and big girl jobs. And we have life. I mean, like, stuff, stuff happens. Um, yeah. A lot of it not to do with us this time around, but us there for people. Um, and just stuff um yeah. you know take care of yourselves wear masks uh Please. covid is still real um Please wear a mask. you know we're fine but um we've been dealing with a friend of the family and uh it's just it's tough um not even that just a, a family member and a friend of the family yeah so because they live together so um yeah continue to take covid seriously uh yeah. covid guidelines wear a mask socially distance. If you don't have to go out, please don't go out. Um, yeah. And that's you know. not just for you, that's for the people who are working in those places. Right. And be careful, you know, and high horse a little bit. I mean, we're going to have a couple of high horses before we get into the show, but... Our horses are practically giant at <laughs> They're this point. nine feet tall horses. <laughs> They're so huge. Um, yeah, so high horse moment. Be mindful of your own COVID experiences and how you talk about that and share that because there's a couple of people I know just like throughout social media not necessarily related to Star Wars Twitter but I feel like it's worth mentioning to people that listen uh, to our stupid little podcast but like there's people out there that are like oh it's not that bad I mean even when you know the president of the United States tweets you know don't be afraid of COVID like no, no, th those kinds of things afraid. are toxic because there's people that are legitimately afraid of COVID because we have seen the ugly side. We are preparing for the worst case scenario for a friend of the family. Like yeah. not just your experience is not everybody's experience. And that goes for life in general, but with something that's potentially life threatening, at least in, you know, life inconveniencing, you know, be, be mindful of how you share about your experiences and perspectives. Yeah. Cause it's not necessarily everybody's and I wish we had a miracle cocktail for the people we know and love uh, for this thing. We don't. We don't have the president of the United States' health care. We don't have a lot of other people's health care. Uh, we don't have money to just throw at it because we're important people. Like, you know, yeah. like we're vic we, we are, uh, a victim of circumstances. Uh, and, and I'm not saying, like, we don't have it. So, like, I'm not trying to put oh, ourselves... Yeah. But, I mean, we... A general part of the population don't have the resources and whatnot to be able to combat it and make it so that you don't have to be afraid of it and that it's yeah. not that big of a deal. Oh, for Pete's sake, uh, victim of circumstances is a great way of putting it. I literally had a conversation with someone the other day and said the words, I can't afford to get sick. Yeah, it's real. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, as COVID continues to be real and whatnot, be mindful of those kinds of toxic thoughts and everything like that, because you might be sharing that with someone who takes COVID very seriously because of the circumstances. So yeah. just, just a reminder of perspective uh, yeah. and whatnot. Um, it's also a good time to remind you guys to vote. Hopefully oh, you registered please. on time because stuff closed, but yeah. um, we're not telling you who to vote for. No. But vote. It does not matter who you vote. It, it matters a little bit, but it, it doesn't matter who you vote for to us. Yeah. It, if you vote, that's great. You don't have to justify it, but no. you should vote, um, you know, in a time where, you know, there's a lot of talk of what being right American is. 
you know, and all this other stuff and what America should be. America should be full of people that vote and care about yeah. who leads this country. So, yeah. and, you know, it matters. Yeah. It does matter who you vote for. But, you know, that's your job to research and pray over if you pray or, you know, just come to terms with at the deepest point. But um, you don't have to justify that to us, but you do have yeah. to vote. Absolutely not. And, you know, I, I like to remind people as often as I can, Palpatine's takeover of the Senate was completely <laughs> legal. He got right. the votes. Depending on who Palpatine is in your case, I mean, you know. But it, regardless of your party, voting is important. So uh, yeah. get out there and vote. Anyway, so that's a lot of heavy stuff. Real, Sorry. You know, again, again, we are real people. Life is real. Things happen. We are being affected by life currently. Right. So... You know, we, we can't ignore that, nor should we, I believe. I understand keeping th certain things separate, but, you know, we are not just our Star Wars fandom. We are not yeah. just our podcast. We are real people as well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Ooh. being real with circumstances is, is unavoidable. Yeah. Also, non-heavy thing, but very exciting. Dave and Liv got married. Yeah. Yeah, Pizza our friends, Parsecs. Our friends over at Pizza and Parsecs got married. Yeah. Um, Liv is president now. She is uh, president. Not that president. You still need to go vote. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, go check out uh, Dave and Liv over at Pizza and Parsecs on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. They're awesome yeah. people. Big congratulations um, to them. Check out Red 5 Network in general. Uh, full of awesome podcast people. Um, yeah. That's all it is. You know, when we talk about it, people ask. That's all it is, is it's just a family of podcasts who are awesome and you should listen to. So definitely do that. Yeah. And uh, re, re <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Refollow Camry. He lost a lot of followers. Really? Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Poor baby. That's what happens when you don't like pineapple on pizza. And cats. Okay. So, right. uh, anyway, yes, on to the show. So, um, not at all originally on our docket, but last week, um, Clone Wars, The Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Uh, there's a difference. The Clone Wars, the 2000, uh, 2008 animated series uh, by Dave Filoni and crew celebrated a milestone it turned 12 years old Th that's as far as the air date um the movie came out back in like august of the same year and everything but that's not possible um <laughs> uh no so it it turned 12 um which is a pretty big deal and since we were coming off of a crazy time we figured we would change up gears and it would be good to talk about something we love and so that's what we want to do today um and we do have the help of jacob g over on twitter uh, at K-O-R underscore Vanguard. Uh, he created an awesome little 30-day Clone Wars challenge. We're not going to do all 30, and we're not going to no. do it in 30 days. But um, I really enjoyed uh, his little thing that he made of, you know, different questions of favorite aspects of the Clone Wars. And that's what we wanted to really do is talk about and celebrate uh, Clone Wars um, for this big milestone because it's kind of hard to imagine, but it has been 12 years. Uh, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, you, you came in late to the game. I was very late. I, I saw this movie in theaters. I was waiting with bated breath for premiere episode. Like, I was in, I was yeah. so hyped for this. I was too busy watching uh, Chowder and The Amazing World of Gumball. That's not even 12 years old. I was watching Cartoon Network. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Well, that, that was on Cartoon Network. That's the thing. Well, I stopped watching before that came on. Apparently. Apparently. 
I, when I wasn't watching Cartoon Network, I was watching Nickelodeon. You weren't ready. Fairly out there. You weren't ready for the Clone Wars. You know what the real thing is? I hadn't met you yet. Exactly. That's why. Um, you wouldn't like the Clone Wars if it weren't for me, so. That's very true. Uh, I wouldn't like a lot of I things I don't really believe that, but I don't think you would have given the entirety of Star Wars the same chance. No. Like I, I've said before, I grew up um, knowing of Star Wars and liking Star Wars, but like I didn't. I didn't watch it for, you know, the lore. I mm -hmm. watched it for watching Leia kill Jabba the Hutt. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's fair. I mean, you know, we've talked about before, you gotta find your thing sometimes. Um yeah. you know, it's why it's that's why it's fair to give so many chances to things and, and try different things and revisit things and whatnot. Yeah. So because you you'd watched uh something of it. You've you'd watched some. Yeah, we watched the first episode on one of our first few dates I think possibly I, I just remember sitting in your room watching Yoda doing some flips mm -hmm. now I don't necessarily think it's fair to compare and this isn't one of the questions on this 30-day challenge thing but you know there's a lot of differences between the two but as far as the Clone Wars media that we've gotten between the Gindy Tartakovsky show and this one which which do you find yourself wanting to rewatch more don't make me choose. <laughs> well, they're, they're both so gorgeous. It, yeah, it's not a question of what's better because I don't think that's fair because Gindy's was, I think, 20 episodes total, 25 Something episodes. Like, that. like, like it, it, it's not nearly long enough. Um, you know, very different format and everything. So, like, it's not about better, but which do you, like, if you got the option to sit down and rewatch something, what would you put on first? Well, I think I have to be in certain moods for, you know, each medium. Because when I'm in a nostalgic mood, I will always watch the 2003 series. Mm -hmm. Because that is lovely. It reminds me of Powerpuff Girls. Same animated. Who <laughs> right. could guess? Um, but if I have a particular hankering for Star Wars, it will... The Clone Wars will always win mm -hmm. because it's got the perfect amount of action, uh, lore, Darth Maul, <laughs> right. and like all of those things, like well, it's the wrapped into one fantastic burrito. Yeah, it's the benefit of a longer series for sure. Oh, like, because yeah. you're able to get to the story. Like when when Clone Wars started, it wasn't telling stories no. of Darth Maul and all this other stuff. Uh, it got there, though. Yeah. And, you know, somebody uh, recently I was talking to on Twitter was like, you know, what if Gindy got a full series? And that would be amazing. I, um, I, I love the art style, and, and I love his storytelling. And yeah. he's proven in shows like Samurai Jack and, and Powerpuff Girls that, and yes, Powerpuff Girls has story, but, like, he's proven Go. storytelling uh, prowess as well. What if he did a Mandalorian series? That'd be cool. That would be so cool. It would be like Samurai Jack, but like space. Well, right. it's already in space. Space Samurai. No, it's in the future. It's not in space. Uh, it's sometimes in space. It's been Samurai so Jack, long. sometimes in space. Samurai Jack, sometimes in space. Label the camera. Um, I love I love having, and I often have put the 2003 series on in the background to watch. And I've said time and time again, when... Whenever I'm like introducing someone to Star Wars, yeah. usually like especially kids, I'll I'll just throw that on. I won't even tell them what I'm putting on. I'll just put it on, and they're like, Ugh, "Star Wars!" Like not always like, "Oh, I don't like this," but it's more like, "Eh, what is Star this? Wars?" Um, but then 
you know, they see it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. There were literal screams in the room when General Grievous Oh yeah, came like up. they like, were invested. And then so uh, you put on, but you put on the 2008 series and it requires a little bit more investment um, yeah. to get that level of, you know, hype. Um, it, you know, it's just very different. You know, Gendy has very, you know, fast and hard hitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas Dave Filoni has very long, drawn-out, story-driven. Um, and so I think they both work so well yeah. together. And I think it's both of our kind of favorite depictions of our favorite Jedi. Well, you read the comic books for Kukruk. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I love Shakti. I just love the Easter egg that he's in there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, I, but many of my favorite Jedi, like uh, Roran Korob and Falamdama and Wolf... Wolf Mon, Wolfman, I think, or something like that. It's not Wolfman. as it's, it's not as straightforward as that. But Shagai, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's still so. Funny. I, I love I love that. I love I love so many of them. Also, um, R.I.P. Ron Cobb, who's the namesake of the Athorian Jedi Ron Korob. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why it was named Ron Korob. It's it's a play on Ron Cobb. Um, he designed the Athorian and so many other Star Wars things and everything. Mm -hmm. So like, man, huge influence on Star Wars. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so let's get into some questions. Um, again, there's 30 questions. Uh, thank you again to Jacob G on Twitter for putting this together. He didn't do it for us, um, but we um, came across it and we have had some good interactions with him. So we appreciate yeah. We thought it'd be a, a fun little content thing. So go check it out for yourself. Yeah, we appreciate genius when we find it. Exactly. Um, so... I feel like favorite episode is a little tough because there's so many. Um, and that's not even including um, arcs. Well, that's what I would ask instead. I would say uh, his fifth question is favorite episode arc. Um, you know, picking a single... Because early on you have a few single episodes, but by and large it's arcs. It's three to four episode, you know, groups. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite arcs? The Siege of Mandalore is fantastic. Yeah. I That's the other thing is we, we haven't <laughs> talked about the whole of Clone Wars uh, since getting season seven. So yeah. that's interesting. I was like, it's the only like episode arc that I personally have watched that had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. Mm -hmm. Like wondering what's going to happen next because this was brand new. We didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, that and also just, you know. Obvious reasons. Yeah, Maul. Um, just take a sip every time we say Maul or mention <laughs> Darth Maul, and you will be drunk in 15 minutes. Right. Honestly. Drink or responsibly. Just drink coffee. That too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But like, um, Siege of Mandalore is definitely a high point, as well as the initial takeover of Mandalore. I don't remember that arc name. Oh, um, when, when he actually kills Satine and all that stuff. Don't remind me. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Um... Off the top of my head. Maul's Good Weekend. But I know that's when, like, Maul and Death Watch team up and take over. It might be in the Shadow Collective yeah. arc, because the reason he teams up with Mandalore is to get Death Watch, but he also teams up with, like, the Huts and mm -hmm. the Black Sun and all that. So it might be a part of the Shadow Collective arc. Yeah. I think I the reason I like it so much is because you get Maul as the quiet crime lord. 
which is my favorite mall. Yeah, I, I would say that's some of the better because especially when after that moment, after he kind of loses it, with which understandably because he's built up this little empire of his only to have it taken away so easily. Yeah, he gets a little bit more back to his angry unhingedness. He mm -hmm. he loses some of the methodical. Yeah. I would say. Um, you know, and I think that's some of the stuff that bleeds into the Siege of Mandalore in that some of his decision-making there, like the whole thing of drawing the Jedi to him to try and rat out his master, like, yeah, you're not really in it for the good of your collective anymore. You're, you're on your own personal mission. It's self-preservation, 100%. cool, but again, it shows that unhingedness. I mean, especially mm -hmm. like when he gets captured. Um, you know, and he's just like, no, kill me, kill me. Like, yeah. you, know, you don't want to, like... Because he knows what's coming. He, yeah, he's he's on the fringes again. So I think that's like, Shadow Collective Mall is like peak on his own. He's found his rhythm. But I think part of it is because his master comes back. When Palpatine mm -hmm. comes back, I think that's the moment that yeah he kind of regresses in some of his progress because it's like, oh, crap, I thought I was doing good. Life was great. <laughs> Where What is happening? Yeah, and that whole interaction between him and Ahsoka is just... Chef's oh yes, yeah. amazing. Cause like, you you can look at my Twitter header on my profile to know what my favorite part is. Mm -hmm. One hundred percent is just the offering of, let me help you. I might kill you. It's an interesting. But I can it's help an interesting you. thing because this is a plot we never thought would be going on. No. During the events of Episode Three, like, but here were, we are. There's so many times when they are so close, so freaking close mm -hmm. to stopping Vader. From stopping Palpatine and the, oh yeah, if that's they, the sad part. Exactly, like <laughs> it's all of these. It's a series of near misses. Like absolutely, it just oh, it makes me so sad. Um, <clears throat> I would say uh, Umbara is probably one of my top favorites, um, just because it's the most brutal but most war driven. Um, the only Jedi there, he's not really there except in the finale. Uh, because he's orchestrating the series of events, and I like that. There's not too many times we get just clones. You know, that one of my favorite episodes, if I can go back to the other one and cheat a little bit, one of my favorite episodes um, is the one on the Rishi Moon, when we first meet Heavy and Echo and Fives and the whole crew. Yeah. It's just clones. Like, that's one of the best episodes. And it's not because I have anything yeah. against the Jedi, it's just like, this is what I want in Clone Wars media. We like, get a little bit against the Jedi. <laughs> my favorite things about um, the Gindi series are the ARC Trooper stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, the first few episodes when the ARC Troopers are infiltrating uh, Munalist, when the ARC Troopers show up and take on Grievous. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I, I love clones. Um, so to get clone-centric action like that um, is why I love Umbara. But also it shows that corrupt you know for a time i think we all imagined that anakin was the only corrupted one like palpatine got to him that's why it all fell apart yeah. but pog krell is an example of there was corruption as there is in any man-made or sentient made construct um there's always con corruption mm -hmm. there's corruption in the church there's corruption in politics there's corruption in the school board like it doesn't matter where you go there's corruption because People are people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not saying that, that we shouldn't believe in people or trust people, but I'm saying that you have to always be aware it's going to be there. But mm -hmm. with Pa Krell, that's interesting because it's, again, this idea of it could have fallen apart at any point. Yeah, That's why Palpatine succeeded. It's because it was already fragile. 
by the time he got to Anakin. Anakin wasn't the only bad egg. Like, there were others. But he was the one with the most influence on the course of the, uh, the war. Yeah. Um, so, but all, all very good. Like, it's, it's hard to pick anything. It's one of those things, in, in, in most of my Star Wars rankings, it's not a matter of best to worst. It's just levels of like. Because even the very bottom one I love, which... Uh, if I have to put something on the bottom, that's a good question. Um, yeah, interesting. Do you have, like, do you have an idea of one you would put on the bottom? This is the problem with spontaneity. This, it really is. Like, um, I mean, like you said, it's, there is no bad episodes, I don't think. There's mm -hmm. just, like, a level of... I love this versus I could I like take this. it or leave it. Yeah. Honestly, the Clone Wars movie. Yeah, the movie? Yeah. Fair. I mean, it's so introductory and everything. Like, yeah. the, the, the you know, it's just, it would be interesting. I don't want it to happen, but it would be interesting with what they know and have now in terms of technology, storytelling, prowess, all of this other stuff. If they did the movie, like, I have to imagine people would have a different opinion about it. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, because it really is just the first three episodes of the series put into a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of understand that. I do don't I, I I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. No, but, of course not. I mean, it kind of required viewing because Ahsoka gets introduced. Like, you kind of have to watch it. But yeah, you're just gonna come in and be like, "Who is this child?" Yeah, but you can always say, "Oh man, if you like this, it's gonna get better." Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. I had one. Oh. Uh, favorite Jedi, and I feel like um, we have to put up the banner, mm -hmm. and I know this is going to be uh, troublesome for maybe some people playing at home, but no Ahsoka, no Anakin, no Obi-Wan. It has to be outside of the main three. You go first. Um, <laughs> I am torn between Kit Fisto and Plo Koon. Um, I love both of them. I will take Kit Fisto. And I'll take Plo Koon. There you go. Um, I, I especially love, I've always loved Kit Fisto's design and everything. Oh um, yeah, service with a smile. From, from that first moment, um, he was seen in Attack of the Clones, you know, I was just like, oh my gosh, this guy's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so many of the Jedi that I see there, like, there's something about, oh man, there's like storytelling in the design, like, I need to know more. Uh, and then Gindy was the first one to get his hands on Kit Fisto. Uh, I love his episode, um, Fighting on Moncala. Yes. And then when he's introduced in the Lair of Grievous, oh my gosh, now we see why he's a master. Like, this mm -hmm. is dope. And of course he shows up in water episodes because you have to and everything, but I, I, I just love it. And having Phil Lamar do the voice and everything, mm -hmm. I mean, like, that's forever Kit Fisto to me. It's amazing. Oh, absolutely. Um... You know, he, he's just visually so pleasing, but then in terms of story, he's so wholesome and, but also fierce. And I yes. love, I love that about a Jedi is that, and that's what I love, I think, about Qui-Gon is like, he's such dad material, not daddy material. That's very different. No, no, no. Obi-Wan um, is daddy material. He's dad <laughs> material. Apparently, if you go on Twitter, um, he's Qui-Gon's dad material while also being like dad Mm -hmm. Like, you're still afraid of, you know, letting him down because, mm -hmm. oh, oh, man. No, no. Um, 
and that's what I, I you know visually I like always come to that one scene where it like zooms in on him um when they're facing down Maul right after they get into the reactor room there's like the zoom in on all three of them but the one zoom in like Liam Neeson's just like so fierce in that mm -hmm. and I'm just like oh he banged <laughs> yeah and I it's also the moment of him meditating while the reactor is going well, on. Well, and that's the duality of it, is that same, like, oh, I'm I'm going hard. I, I, I'm I'm seeing how he... Because Qui-Gon figured out, like, he knew how to go after Maul. Mm -hmm. The problem is Maul also knew how to go after him, so he isolated yeah. him. But, like, you see in that scene, like, oh, I'm going to get him. And then later on, though, it's just like, that goes away. Whereas Obi-Wan's just like, oh, come on. What come do on. I do? Let's what do right. I do? Qui-Gon's just like, all right, I guess I got to wait. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, what are you going to do? And so. that's why Qui-Gon is a master. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Kit Fisto is amazing. Uh, Plo Koon is also amazing. Yes. I think we both, we both love dad material Jedi. Oh, absolutely. Because that is what's desperately needed. Right, they're more dad than they are Jedi. <laughs> exactly. He's more dad than Jedi now. He's more father than Jedi. <laughs> um, it's over, Anakin. Right. I have the dad grub. <laughs> but, like, Plo Koon in the Clone Wars specifically, I think... He is such a father figure to Ahsoka. He's such a father figure to everyone he comes into contact yeah, he's, with. Yeah, he's um, best example of wholesome Jedi yeah. to his clones and everything. Like, exactly. they don't, they, you know, they absolutely respect him. Yeah. Um, and I love the line of, we're just clones, not to me. Right. And that's like, the thing is, you know, you, you get all of his philosophy in that. And um, clearly he's Filoni's favorite. Um you I mean, know, he got wolf. He got a pedestal. Yeah, he got he's got wolf. He's got a little bit more feature than everyone else. That's a so that's what's hard about this. Other than just taking, oh, I love that so and so um, appeared in this scene or something like that. But in terms of content, yeah, Plo Koon got a lot, and and that's really great because arguably, if given fan vote, you know, take away all of the Clone Wars fan vote probably wouldn't have gotten many for Plo Koon. No. Because he looks cool, but overall, meh, yeah. yeah. I mean, most people would have, oh, give me more Mace, give me more Kit Fisto, you know, any any of that. But, you know, for Plo Koon to get a high-value feature, like, I mean, Plo Koon wasn't there to take down Palpatine. Yeah. He got shot down in a off-scene. Like, you know, it goes to show, like, he's the cool one you throw in there sometimes, but overall he didn't have a lot of feature whereas now i think he's a he's a pretty prominent fan favorite oh yeah definitely i mean i think that has a lot to do with his proximity to ahsoka mm -hmm. but that's for good reason exactly. i mean he's the one that went and got ahsoka exactly wait, wait did he rescue her or did he just like uh, came across her, her. <laughs> found, yeah found. he was just like huh not like found randomly like you know Probably out, sensed course. it out yeah. and, and came to the village and was like, hey, she's got the gift. She's got the shine. Um, <laughs> My grandmother you know, called it the shine. I have to put a lampshade on that, baby. <laughs> so. Clip that, please. And just release it with no context. Right. All right. So one that's um, personally interesting and difficult for you, probably. Mm. Um, fives and Echo or Waxer and Boyle. You gotta pick your favorite duo. I don't want to. <laughs> Fives and Echo. Like, yeah. I love Wax and Boyle so much. But at the same time, Fives and Echo have, like, 
so they have burrowed themselves deeper into my heart than anyone else yeah just because like they were the last of domino squadron like, mm -hmm. that was my first favorite series of episodes when, mm -hmm. when we first watched them like mm -hmm. i remember falling in love with those characters and being like hey i'm that character right <laughs> like i understand that what they're going through because <laughs> my chamber also had a leak in it but no that's hard case never mind still still um but like that oh, the clone conspiracy episodes mm -hmm. broke me yeah like on a deep level because just i have grown to love those characters so much and then all of a sudden hey he's on the run mm -hmm. <laughs> because you know found out something he wasn't supposed to know yeah but, and also just echo coming back in season seven that was completely out of nowhere right which for me be the one to have to tell him all the things that happened since like yeah and it makes me wonder like what happened after order 66 mm -hmm. like he's out with you know the bad batch so what happened Dave Filoni please tell me like I said I still I would still love a little bit of a different spin in that Bad Batch stayed with the Empire and turned into Jedi Hunters or something or you know just became like continue to do what they do but for the Empire like I know that's probably not the fan favorite because oh they're rough and tough and they should go against the grand but I, I think it'd be more interesting to see them follow orders but struggle yeah you know it'd be interesting um Fives and Echo, again, have a little bit of an advantage, like Plo Koon, because they're more featured. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas Waxer and Boyle emphasize on quality of content. You oh, know, yeah. The, the few times they show up are big moments um, versus the many times that Fives and Echo and the rest of Domino Squad, which, again, if you, if you go back and if Clone Wars was different and instead of... I, I wouldn't change that it's about Ahsoka, but um, if... As much as it's about Ahsoka, on the flip side, it's about Domino Squad. Mm -hmm. Like, if from beginning to end you're following these characters, um, I think that would have been very interesting. Because they kind yeah. of have elements of that where you start off season one, you've got, you know, Rishi Moon, then season two, you get a little bit of their backstory, then season three, you have the Citadel, and then season four. Like, yeah, they appear once every season and have big moments, but overall, you don't feel like you're constantly with yeah. them and there is no doubt in my mind that if echo had been around during the clone conspiracy arc he would have believed fives immediately right well i think it would have been different if it hadn't been one voice and that's the yeah. difference like when you like you know that's why it's important to speak up but that's why it's important to speak up together because yeah it's a lot harder to silence many people and not seem suspicious versus one you know and I, you know yeah but still speak up definitely. oh yeah absolutely so, um, da, 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 da. Not da, 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 da. <laughs> um, let's see, let's do some, let's do some quick ones. Let, we, we, quick ones, we've gotten some, yeah, well, we've gotten some talky talk ones. So, uh, favorite lightsaber color has to be presented in the Clone Wars. Yellow. Yeah. I'm glad they canonized that in there. Yeah. Um, with the uh, Temple Guard, yes, which also... the Temple Guards. Temple Guards, just in general. Dope. They are so freaking cool. That's it. That's, right, that's that, the statement. So cool. Um, favorite Mandalorian? Bo-Katan? Yeah? Yeah. 
Are you, you feel good about that? I like Are having sure? redheaded yeah. appreciation in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Representation. Mm-hmm. But, like, the few and far between, honestly. It's Bogotan, Calcastus, and maybe one or two other. Calcastus? Ginger. Oh, Ginger. I thought yeah. you were talking Mandalorians. I was like, no. wait. I yeah. mean, that would be cool. It's I'm hard, for it. It's hard to see, but I am a ginger. <laughs> like, I promise, under the Ginger's blue hair dye. Ginger's in space. Ginger's in space. Um, uh, speeder or walker? Could be any. Like, Republic or... Uh, well, do do the... the um, I don't think the Separatists have a walker. <laughs> that's not an option but okay okay i i think i'd rather have a speeder bike um really mm-hmm. interesting i like the speeder bike i feel like you'd like to be tall and stomp on things though with a walker well that too <laughs> but it's just... i'd be afraid of you falling over exactly i feel like your walker would be as imbalanced as you are hey um... <laughs> I, I have vertigo all right so on the flip side what about republic or separatist let's talk equipment in general just like aesthetic we're not talking about political views uh, but like in terms of equipment, um, I, like if you would make a decision, if you would make a, if you would be American, uh, for a moment and make a political decision based on aesthetic alone, instead of actual morals, which would you pick? I gotta go with the clones, baby. Yeah. Like I, I think that I would ideally go with the Republic cause I believe in Morally? democracy. Yeah. But like, I, would you be happy with the equipment though? Would you be like that super Republic person, but be like, man, the other side has cool cars. (laughs) Man, (laughs) did you see the droids? Did you see that? Did you see the commando Did you see the Octoparu? Which, by the way, would be the only thing I could think is a separatist walker, but it's it's a droid. It's just a big droid. Like, that's what's most interesting is so much of the separatist isn't equipment. It's just droids. Right. Um, I love the droid tri-fighter. Um... I know uh, I'm I'm very nostalgic for the droid Starfighter, the one that, you know, like in episode one, that also does the little crabby walk and everything. But I love the Tri-Fighter because of just how unique designed it is. And it's literally just a ball in the center with a droid brain. It's like, that's really interesting. You know what my favorite Republic ship is? Mm. The clone drop ships. Yes. For no reason other than the fact that they cool. They cool. Yeah, cool I mean, I, I'm really aesthetically drawn to the uh, clone gunship. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always really, really liked it. It sounds cool. I love the it engine. because and, and I think that's one of the main things is like in Attack of the Clones, you get a really good shot of it from behind and you get that rev of the engine <clears throat> that just sounds really awesome. Oh, I love the sound design of the ships in the prequels and the Clone Wars. Yeah, I, lo- I really love the um, ARC Trooper version. The one with the almost A-10 warthog shark mouth on it. Oh my gosh. Looks more like a Puma to me. Uh, shut up. Um, they said what it's supposed to be, but I don't remember. I think, I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be a Rancor or something, but it's supposed, it's supposed it to be something. a Rancor. But in in military lore, it's a shark, I believe, on the A-10 warthog. I, and that's not yeah. commonplace. People make, make it seem like that's on every A-10, but no. it's not. But it's cool. Yeah, nose art is very cool i love that they introduced pin art in this um i don't necessarily like the twi'leks and padman i don't either i think that's a little weird it's a little much um that's against regulation although service with a smile on the side of (laughs) that's my thing is i feel like i'd be in the conundrum of like dude you gotta get rid of the pinups okay we'll tell them they've got to get rid of theirs and it's just like it says flows bros but theirs is cool (laughs) i feel like they i feel like there has to be this like 
memorandum of you know aesthetic rules for clones and like mm -hmm. you can only paint your armor like this or like you can only use these colors or you can your your nose art has to have this and that like you know what if there's an artist that got hired for this like you're gonna you're gonna be the guy that paints our warships by the way yeah. um you know welcome on board and like who does it who who does that they don't come out the factory like and i've thought about yeah. this especially with clone armor because when they started off, they were very traditional. Like, the most customization you'd see is, like, Rex with the J guys. But then you get into ones where it's just, like, full-on, you painted this. Yeah, like, I... That's not regulation. Five's definitely painted on the Rishi eel. Right. And, and he has the coolest clone armor, And that's honestly. my thing, is, like, is is it, like, like, is there a part of the ship where you can just go and there's just this guy that paints it for you? Do you paint it? Where do you get the paint? Do they allow... Like... It's so weird, but it's so cool. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't know how well that would work. I mean, if anything, I like it for the aesthetic of Republic celebrates creativity, Empire kills it because it's like no, no customization in the Empire. All shiny. Right. All, yeah, it's just all uniformity. Um, let's see. Uh, this one. Oh, okay. 501st or 212th. Do you know who those are? Yes, of course I do. Okay. 501st. Yeah. I love my blue boys. There like, you go. 212th, they've got... Cody's a wet blanket. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is under Obi-Wan. They got the airborne troopers, though, which they are do. cool. I, I think. I've only ever seen them in orange. But, like, come on. They've got cool helmets. Um, yeah, I love the 501st. Um, it's very stereotypical and silly i know but I, I love vader's fist i love like no these guys are the fiercest loyalist to anakin darth vader like i love that and aesthetically seeing darth vader with 501st clone troopers looks so good like mm -hmm. i know that's not canonical so much anymore like they rebranded the the 501st for that um still similar but like it makes sense, I get it, but at the same time, I just like the idea of Vader and the 501st. It just looks good. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big fan of the 41st, the camos, the green guys. Yeah. Just because I love the idea of actual camo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the only armor customization that makes sense to me. Honestly, yeah. Um, favorite couple. I don't know that there's terribly many to choose from. Obviously, there's Anakin ton. Padme. Which benefits a lot from the Clone Wars, getting getting more time. There's Obi-Wan Satine. Um, I mean, there's, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Um, the clone that defected and uh, married the Twi'lek. Yeah, um, I don't remember his name. I don't. Um, I did see a, a comic about... Um, that that dude after um, Order 66 happened. Yeah. Although he wasn't anywhere near like a receiver, so he wouldn't have gotten the call. But I think they thought that it was like a transmitted through your chip kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he went nuts and killed his family. That makes no sense. I, it like, doesn't at all. But they go like after Jedi. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that is interesting. Mm -hmm. What what that would have. Yeah. Like. Would he have just, like, had a mental breakdown on the floor or, you know, actually done something? I don't think he would have actually well, been it, triggered it, at all. It's the question of, well, yeah, okay, so how is it activated? Mm -hmm. Because if it is just 
transmitted like that, why would Palpatine have to call everybody? Exactly. Um, or was it just like a but phone also, tree kind of thing? But also, if... So he didn't technically call everybody. He called the commanders. Mm -hmm. And, the com you know, obviously Cody gave the order, shoot him down, and they listened. So there is a bit of transmission, um, but I'm not sure how that work we don't know enough about order 66 and that needs to change exactly i agree definitely um so anyway so it, uh, yeah i don't know uh so i have to go with obi-wan Satine. me too just because i don't know what it is but the anakin padme stuff is always so cheesy it's cheesy and it's complicated i feel like it's meant to be because that's how all of their stuff is yeah. even in the movies but like I don't know. I feel like there's way more chemistry in episode three than there is in many of the moments. And yeah. I, I do like I, any of the coupling moments. I do like some of the moments where like their relationships kind of tested like when he like Rise of Clovis when when she's hanging out with a former partner who obviously still has feelings and Anakin just like loses it. Like mm -hmm. I but I like that more for the character development of Anakin, not necessarily the couple development. Um if if anything, it's just nice to see them together because overall it, we don't know how often they were together. But with Obi Wan and Satine, it's full on like developed romance. Like yeah. it's tension, like everything from when she's in danger and he's trying to rescue, or she's going the opposite political direction than he's going. But they're still like, like there's so much there that's so strong, yeah. so well written, so well acted as well. Yeah, I love characters where their love language is bullying each other because that's our love language <laughs> right uh you know you got to be able to fight about some things you suck um so uh overall so we'll end it on again we knew we wouldn't be able to get through all of it but we'll okay, end no. it on a pretty general moment though um and uh i it might be on here it's kind of hard to see with the background but no, it's on here. Okay. Uh, favorite moment. Favorite moment overall. Okay. So just like, you know, what what's something big that stuck with you over the course of uh, Clone Wars? I think this is a semi-easy answer. And it's something that I've talked about before. Um, but in season six, the very last few moments where Ahsoka makes the decision of this thing I've believed in my entire life, yeah, I'm gonna mm -hmm. step away. Because I have, I haven't been in that, to that extreme, but I have definitely felt like, okay, this isn't healthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I've put too much faith and too much of my life into this one thing. And it's not helpful anymore. Therefore, it's time to step out. Like, that is... Grown-up decisions, kind of. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, that is a hard decision, and it is a painful decision a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment that I went from liking Ahsoka to loving Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Like, that is when I started understanding of, you know, this is why she's so many people's favorite character. Yeah. Because a lot of people see themselves in Ahsoka. And... That was the moment for me. Yeah. Like, that is... I have felt those exact emotions. Yeah. And, you know... It... <laughs> it's... 
it's a very grown-up decision to make like you said yeah i mean and that's the biggest thing about it about her character and like that's her ultimate growth uh in the clone wars um not to say that she doesn't have growth you know in, if anything we see the fruits of this growth in the season seven but yeah. yeah this is like this is what it's been building up to is ahsoka's decision yeah. not not a jedi decision not exactly. a republic decision but yeah a personal decision and that's the thing is a lot of the time it gets to the point where you have to make that decision or else you are going to crash and burn yeah yeah absolutely and that's for so many different things uh, we we asked this question on Twitter as well, so it's a good point to follow us on social media because stuff like this, and you get featured on the episode. So, Pizza and Parsecs mentioned them earlier. Um, they threw out the uh, moment just before Rex and Ahsoka go down to face Jesse and the other clones. That is the the talking to of where he's like, you know, they're just following orders and all this other stuff, and she's just she's determined. Like we're not we're not going to kill them. They're you know, and they're not going to kill us, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, very big you know that's that's very they're not the enemy like mm -hmm. and and she has an inside view because she recognizes the truth of fives and all this other stuff she knows yeah. that they're not the enemy but even still like not many jedi would be able to in the moment have that decision making yeah. of i don't know what's going on but i know they're not my enemy and that's the benefit of you know growing up around these clones and being like oh yeah this is my family yeah because she could still have just said well the switch is flipped. They're not my family anymore. But I mean, you know, you know, he, he, then, you know, he turned to the dark side and no, you know, the man who was your father ceased to exist. Like, exactly. It's literally a Jedi thing. So, uh, I love to pick on Obi-Wan. Don't hate me. Brad from Scarif Scuttlebutt said the entire clone conspiracy arc, uh, which yes. you mentioned earlier, which as painful it is, as it is, is good. It's fantastic. Uh, Jim agreed with you, said Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. Uh, also, Siege of Mandalore. Uh, a larger view of the Force podcast said Order 66, um, specifically from the Clone Wars part, uh, which, yeah, like, that getting getting another view of such an, you know, I, I did w hope there was going to be more, mm -hmm. but overall, still, what we got to see from a fixed yeah. perspective of Ahsoka and Rex was yeah. intense. Oh, the moment where Ahsoka comes into the room and just sees Rex shaking. Mm -hmm. that is a great visual right like i don't I, like two different people from two different versions having the same something's wrong mm -hmm. uh yeah uh henning uh mentioned i assume the ahsoka mall duel she uh shared that gif of that scene with the window blowing out so but that whole oh my gosh, oh my gosh. absolutely amazing use of animation listen leave it to you know mall to have the best lightsaber battles right. honestly just, oh yeah let's just most of my favorite duels have mall in it so exactly let's be honest um so yeah so we'd love to hear from you guys what your favorite clone wars stuff is as we celebrate 12 years incredibly um with this amazing show um you know it's it's really crazy the passage of time and yet you can go back to any of that and it's still amazing it's still great it's it's aged well. If anything, it's gotten even better with time because we've gotten season seven, we've gotten comics, we've gotten books. Um, so many great things have happened since then. So Clone Wars has only grown better and better. So it's awesome. We'd love to hear from you what your favorite things are. Um, be sure to check in the description. We now have a link tree. So it's one link 
to all the links. So be sure to uh, check that out. And if you're not following, follow us on social media so that you can participate in questions like that or just hang out and chat with us and share memes and all that good stuff. Um, you can also check out uh, links to Patreon if you know you love the show. You could support it there. Um, you can subscribe where you uh, listen to it most. You can also check out our friends over at Red Five Network. Like I said, family of awesome podcasts. Be sure to check them out if you like podcasts. Um, you can also check out Game Infinite. Game Infinite is run by our friend Jesse and shares news and uh, cosplay and uh, all kinds of awesome gaming stuff. Um, he's also got Star Wars related stuff over on Instagram with Star Wars Infinite, so you can check that out as well. Um, all the links are in the description. They're all worth your attention and time, so be sure to check it out. Um, other than that, we'll be back when we're back. Yeah. And continue to have a great week, I guess. Yeah. Right. Vote. <laughs>